Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening to Vegas Revealed. We, of course, want to tell you about our amazing sponsor, Targeted Tax Relief. But something I want to dive into today, Sean, is a basic question, and that's what everyone keeps asking us. So what exactly does Targeted Tax Relief do, and how can they help me? Well, Dana, Targeted Tax Relief focuses on meaningful IRS tax debt resolution. This is for individuals and small businesses. Targeted tax relief can help if you owe uh, payroll taxes, unfiled tax returns, back taxes, IRS liens, levies, and wage garnishments. Listen, we talked to Tracy, who runs Targeted Tax Relief all the time, and she says you'd be surprised at how many people don't even file their tax returns because they just don't even want to deal with it. They just keep putting it off, putting it off. So she wants to help. There's a three-step process. They gather the pieces. They build a personalized tax resolution plan for you, and then they work with the IRS to resolve your tax debt and alleviate your stress. And Tracy is your advocate. She'll deal with the IRS on your behalf, but she can't do that unless you give her a call for that free consultation. The number is 888-843-4113. Again, 888-843-4113. Go to targetedtaxrelief.com, browse around. There's all sorts of information there and make sure you give Tracy a call. It's Vegas Revealed, episode 101. An iconic Vegas hotspot is set to come back and haunt us in the best way possible. Find out which nightlife mainstay will continue to make memories in a whole new way. And we've become a major league sports town, but will the Oakland A's be the next big team to set up shop here? We have new information, and trust us, it is far from a done deal. The Red Rocker is bringing his party back to the Strat in the new year when you can plan to see Sammy Hagar live. And we're just days away from Adele's big debut at Caesars Coliseum. It's all now on Vegas Revealed. Let's spin that wheel. Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 101. Sean McAllister here, along with Dana Roselli. How's it going? Pretty good. You know, I feel like it's 101. We should be, like, teaching someone something. It's like a course number, isn't it? Like, you know... Almost like Vegas 101. Vegas 101, or, you know... What are the other things that people say with the 101? Math 101, yeah. English 101. All that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we're teaching you all about Vegas today because we got a lot of topics to run through, and one of them is football-related. It's hard because we wanted to kind of talk a little bit about the Raiders today, but when this drops, we'll be in the middle of a Raiders game, and so there's no sense in talking about a game that we don't know if it's one or lost, but we think it's going to be a big win. Regardless, <laughs> the Raiders made it into the, the playoffs, playoffs and they're headed to uh, Ohio for the next game. So yeah, we're, who knows what the outcome of that is going to be because we're not fortune tellers, I but uh, this is the first time that the Raiders have made it into the playoffs as a Las Vegas team. I know. It's exciting stuff. I mean, we were just thrilled about the win. You know, I got to buy some more Raiders gear. I'm getting really into it now. I really am. And then the Pro Bowl is coming here on February 6th, so it's just around the corner. Yeah. I got all excited because I was like, oh, Tom Brady's going to be playing in the Pro Bowl. I got to go watch, <laughs> you know, the Pro Bowl and get my tickets. It was the first thing you said when it was announced. I know. And then everyone shut me right down on Twitter. And they were like, Tom Brady never plays in the pro bowl because he's usually in the super bowl 
And if you're in the Super Bowl, you don't play in the Pro Bowl because there's a risk of you getting hurt. Right. So, you know, so I was like, all right, forget it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a lot of great players and a lot of fun stuff surrounding the Pro Bowl. It's not only going to just be the actual event. I'm sure there will be tons of events surrounding that whole weekend. Yeah, there will. And tickets have been on sale for the Pro Bowl. Um, and there's, as you mentioned, Dana, a lot of festivities going on. Uh, Pro Bowl week. There's Pro Bowl practice, which people are able to go to. These are all free events, by the way. Uh, There's play football opening night, which is a a big kind of pep rally kind of thing. There's the NFL flag championships. There's the East West Shrine Bowl, which is going to be televised on the NFL network. There's Pro Bowl Skills Showdown and Community Day, which are all events that are going to be surrounding the Pro Bowl, leading up to the Pro Bowl, really. Yeah, it'll be a big moneymaker for Las Vegas and exposure to our city. So, you know, at a time where, listen, everyone's fighting for exposure, right? And and branding and letting people know we're here and bringing tourism in. So we're excited to have and welcome the Pro Bowl to Allegiant Stadium I mean, everything pretty much with Allegiant is a first time, right? Because it's so new. So first time, and maybe we'll get it back again. Excited for that. February 6th, if you're interested. But speaking of the Raiders, recently you and I went to watch a Raiders game on a Sunday at Virgin Hotels, which we don't spend a lot of time at. We haven't been there a lot. So we're like, oh, let's go there, you know, and and watch a game in one of the sports establishments there. It appears that not a lot of people have been spending time there. (laughs) I mean... We were shocked at the lack of cars in the parking garage and the lack of people on the casino floor. Um, like, literally nobody. No, it was, I'm talking it, zero. It looked like it was pre-opening. <laughs> and when I say pre-opening, I mean, like, the casino has never opened. I mean, the gaming floor was... It was sad. As empty as it could be. What it is was the sad. deal? I, and I like, know. You know, I get it. It just didn't, you know, it, maybe it doesn't resonate with some people or it didn't have a huge, huge launch. It opened in the middle of the pandemic, but there are other properties that have been able to bring people in, like Circa and, um, you know, Resorts World is always busy, whether people love it or don't love it. I know I've heard, you know, different people love to spend all their time there. Others are waiting for some more things to open, but... Virgin um, is the old Hard Rock, if you're not familiar. We've talked about it many, many times, and it was dead. We went to one of the sports bar restaurants there, and there were people there. There was a line, but it was like you'd think, you know, it would be so organized because they aren't busy around the clock. Right. But it was a hot mess in there. The waitress never came. She finally did. We got nachos, no plates, no silverware. We asked for plates. We got bowls. There were no napkins. It was a hot mess. We decided to check out and move to our choice of other establishments in Virgin because a lot of them were open and empty. And had availability. (laughs) Had availability. Um, Yeah. And um, anyway, the hostesses weren't even smiling. It was was like, okay, I, I don't know what's going on over here. I felt like they needed something different there. We walked by the sports book, which was also empty. And we also learned recently that apparently Virgin doesn't even have its sports betting license yet. And that could have a lot to do with it. Well, if you're going to be in Las Vegas and a casino in Las Vegas, you kind of need that sports betting license. That's a big piece of the casino puzzle. And, you know, when people are going to casinos, 
to watch these major sporting events, now that Vegas is a sports town, you need to have that in place. And they they don't yet, uh, for whatever reason. And, you know, I think it definitely plays a role in the, the state of affairs mm-hmm. over there now. But we say this in hopes that things will turn around because Dana and I are cheerleaders of Las Vegas. We love this city. We love, you know, the great things that go on here and we never want to see anything like that. And Dana, like you said, it was sad Mm -hmm. to see the reality of what's going on over there. It really was. And we were walking through going, I mean, this is really nice. Look at this. Look at that. And we were like, it's so nice. It is. I almost feel like it's like a big waste. Like it upsets me. Like, well, and let me tell you, and the restaurants that are inside of Virgin are really good restaurants. Mm -hmm. They have an amazing steakhouse. Todd English has a place over there. Uh, We went to the, uh, we ended up going to the Mexican place that's in there. And that was a great, that was great. Yeah. And they were so... uh, Excited we were there. (laughs) They were excited and it was great hospitality, great food. Oh my gosh. I know. Yeah. We, we hope for the best. Um, we did take a little video and stuff cause it was pretty crazy. Um, check our socials. We'll try and put some of that up, but just to say, Hey, everyone look at, you know, if you're looking for a place that's not packed, <laughs> especially during COVID, everyone's asking me, you know, is it busy? Should I come there? You know, is it safe? It's like, well, well if you're go worried to about that, go to Virgin. Yeah. yeah. It looked very clean. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk off the strip just as we were. We were talking about Virgin and that was off the strip, right? Um, at the Hard Rock. That's down Harmon and it's just to the east of the Las Vegas Strip. But just to the west of the Las Vegas Strip is the Palms. And we have talked about the Palms many times and how it's reopening soon this spring. They're hiring, which is great if you're looking for a hotel casino job. But something that kind of got us excited is the bar at the top of the Palms, famously called the Ghost Bar, changed names like a while back to Apex. Right. And then it was sad because we're like, it's the Ghost Bar. I know. But now we have heard it is back to being called the Ghost Bar. And I know it's sim- silly because it's just a name, but it's an iconic part of our living here in Vegas. It absolutely is. So to have Ghost Bar coming back to the top of the palms, I I think that it's amazing. I have so many memories of going up to Ghost Bar, not only at night, but they had the day club mm-hmm. up there too. They had Ghost Bar Day Club. And right. that was a brunch hot spot. So many daytime parties happened there. And then, of course, the nightlife aspect of it was always phenomenal. And there's a great view of the strip. It's just one of those spots. There's nothing else like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's you're right. It's just the view is incredible, and it's worth making that trip off the strip. It is. So, because, like, a lot of people will say, well, people that stay on the strip are not going to go to the Palms and this and that. But you will if you have a view of the strip. I mean, talk about Instagram, right? The best pictures up there because you get the whole strip behind you. True. And that's what everyone's into now. So, I mean, being up there with great views and for all the different firework events we have and things like that, it's it's a great place to go and it's, it's a good destination spot. And I did say there's nowhere else like it. That isn't completely true mm-hmm. because over at the Rio, which is kind of 
kitty corner to the palms, uh, there is the Voodoo Lounge right. that does have the rooftop uh, patio and bars up there. So you do get a similar view, but you don't get to see the Voodoo from the Voodoo. Right. You can see it from the ghost bar. So <laughs> it, it's a more in, all-encompassing view. True, it, it is. It's of the little, Las Vegas Strip and all that encircles it. A little bit different, right? Yeah. And we learned of it because uh, our friend Raul, he made an Instagram post. He works for events over there at the Palms. And he said, you know, Ghost Bar is going to be ready this spring to host your next event or social celebration. The breathtaking view. Uh, imagine that at your next event is a backdrop to a special wedding day. Apparently, they can accommodate up to 320 for a reception or 120 for a plated dinner or memorable wedding ceremony. So they're using it for events too, again, which is great. Then everyone chimed in like, what do you mean ghost bar? And so he was like, yep, the name's coming back. So everyone uh, seems really excited when I say everyone is everyone that follows Raul and um, that is a lot of Vegas locals. Yes, <laughs> so. yes. It's an iconic spot. So glad that that's coming back. And Dana, from an iconic spot, uh, we transition to an iconic rocker. <laughs> Sammy Hagar is coming back to the Strat. He had a run of shows last fall uh, that sold out almost immediately. And it's just been announced that Sammy has uh, another run of shows starting in February. Right. He's decided to return. He did have a slew of shows, but not enough because they sold out so quick. And we like almost immediately. Immediately, yeah. I mean, he's, you know, definitely people are ready to rock with the Red Rocker. That is for sure. We put him on our TikTok way back, remember? And that's how our TikTok really yeah, took off. Because it is. people were so into Sammy Hagar. So we love that. Um, and Sammy's coming back for shows, like you said, in February. And I think he's got some in March, too. Yep. He's ready to come back, put those tickets on sale, and sell those shows out, too. Um, I think we're going to be doing some work with him. So we'll have more from Sammy in future podcasts. But... Um, if you love it, you know, and you want to go come out and see Sammy, and now's the time to do it. That theater is great at the Strat. And when we talked to him last time, he said he couldn't be happier with the space. Yeah, and it's Sammy Hagar and Friends. So he's got his, you know, his normal band up on stage, but you never know who's going to drop in. And Sammy always invites his, you know, music industry friends mm-hmm. to the show and their surprise appearances. And it's not just a concert. Sammy turns it into a party. Right. And, you know, Sammy knows how to entertain a crowd. So, <laughs> Yeah, and the stories, uh, the stories will be told. Yeah, it's a party, you know. Okay. Well, let's talk Adele because it was interesting. We do reports for Highway Radio, our entertainment reports. And, and Sean wrote one the other day, and I wrote one. He was like, oh, Adele's coming up. I'm like, is that coming up already? And Already then here. I thought it was like, I don't know why I had March in my head. But, yeah, these Adele shows that were the hottest ticket in town. But all of a sudden, I just stopped hearing about it. So here's the deal. I'm going to ask you, Sean. First of all, I I know no one that's going to Adele. Do you have anyone that you know that got a ticket to Adele? No. Me either. <laughs> I know people who I saw people on who are in my social media feed uh-huh. who were eligible, who did uh who were able to break through that, you know, waiting in line and be a verified ticket buyer and mm-hmm. all that. Uh they were able to get in line to buy tickets, but I don't know of anybody who actually did. Yeah, me either. So, I don't know, or else they're being quiet because they don't want to, like, get harassed yeah, no kidding. for their ticket. No kidding. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know anyone either, so we'll have to see. I'm sure once the shows kick up, we'll see a lot on social media, and maybe we'll hear more. 
Well, we're definitely going to be hearing more because uh, there's a lot of people who want to know what these, you know, several thousand dollar tickets mm-hmm. are going to get them. So keep your eyes out. Uh, we are not going. No, we're not going. That's one. <laughs> <laughs> Sean's going to Katy Perry this week or went, actually went. Okay, we're recording on a Wednesday. He's going tonight. So, yes. <laughs> and then I'll be going in March. So we'll have more on the next podcast and Sean's thoughts on the Katy Perry show called Play over at Resorts World because she returns after this run. I'm ready to play. But before I do, Dana, let's quickly take a sharp left turn and talk COVID Mm -hmm. because obviously Omicron is spreading like wildfire. Everybody seems to be catching it. Um, And that is having an impact here in Las Vegas. Yeah. But I feel like everyone's catching it everywhere. So I feel like, do we... Oh, exactly. It's not just here. I mean, it's literally everywhere. Right. And so I got a text the other day, a friend of mine that lives in LA saying, hey, how's COVID in Vegas? Because we're supposed to come to this this convention or sports event or something. And I'm like, well, I mean, it's kind of the same as everywhere else. Like, there's nothing really different you wear a mask indoors you pick and choose what you want to go to and what your limits are and it's life you know pretty much as usual here right yeah and in ways with the exception of sometimes shows businesses need to limit their hours or their show times because people are getting sick and calling out. True. Yes, that has been an issue. I've seen a couple of the columnists in town talk about that as well. Numbers about getting, right, the workers in. Right. But there, it's not like we're having, you know, government shutdowns. None of that. Mm-mm. None of that is happening. No. Um, you still have to wear your mask. Yep. And, you know, do take those safety precautions. Right. A lot of the hotels have the masks available when you walk through the front door, the antibacterial. I would still keep up the antibacterial. That's one thing that I'm a stickler with, but I notice a lot of people around me like, they don't carry it with them anymore or, you know, and like, I'm not saying you have to be, you don't have to be, I don't know, I don't know if people call me paranoid, but I keep that up and just some of those practices that we had at the very beginning. Yeah, I feel like that's just good, a yeah. good habit to be in. Yeah, so, I mean, but if you're worried, like, as soon as you walk into a building, you're just going to catch the Omicron, <laughs> You know, I'm not laughing, but like I am laughing because, I mean, it's not going to just happen like that. Basically, listen, everyone has a chance of getting it, right? Well, and there there was somebody, I think, from the FDA or some government agency that said at a a hearing on Capitol Hill, essentially that, that pretty much everybody's going to get it. Mm -hmm. So if you're, you know, double vaccinated, if you're boosted it shouldn't have as much of an effect on you. Right. It's interesting. I browsed through some headlines yesterday and I clicked on this article. It was CNN, but they were talking about how there are people out there deliberately trying to get it so that they get it over with and they feel like it's going to cause this immunity. Because if it's a less severe strain. And this immunity. And the doctors are like, here are five reasons why you shouldn't try and get COVID at all. Because it's not that mild for everyone. You just don't know who is going to, it's going to affect more than someone else. There are, there is still a chance for you to apparently have the after effects. I forgot what they called it. The COVID, the, the you know, it lingers yeah, around. Yeah, like the lingering effects or, of it. Yeah, or you can lose taste or smell like later, like a week later. 
Um, they were saying well, it's I feel just like not that's wise. Silly. Yeah, it's like I know. somebody being like, "Hey, you know what? I'm gonna go out and deliberately try and get chlamydia just to get it out of the way." You know, and yeah. then I'll deal with it. I'll, you know, right, whatever. It'll just clear to get it out up. of the way. Right. I don't know. No, you yeah. don't go out and deliberately try and catch anything. No, unless it's a fish. No, exactly. <laughs> Yeah, so don't don't go try and catch it, okay? But uh, for all those that say, hey, what's going on in Vegas? We're pretty much business as usual. We do have some things that are a little scaled back because of staff shortages, that's for sure. Also, we did have like a month where we, you know, in January, we did have CES in town. It wasn't as large as usual, but usually a lot of the shows don't sell as many tickets as they normally do the other months because the CES crowd usually has parties planned or events planned or the day goes long. So it's always a little slower in that fashion regardless. Yeah, January is generally a slower month compared to, you know, peak Mm -hmm. tourism season here. So anyway, by and large... Things are as normal as normal can be these days. Exactly. And we're getting a lot of sunshine. We had like a three-week winter. We're back to 60s. Oh, that's great. I think we got a 70 coming up here yeah, and a 68 do. and the sunshine. So it's a beautiful place to visit if you want to get a little bit of a break from the harsh winter that I've been seeing all across the country. I know. I know. I feel bad for a lot of people in the, the Midwest, the mm-hmm. Northeast. It's been, it's been kind of brutal lately. So come and enjoy our sunshine. And if you want to go indoors, we have a beautiful garden right inside the Bellagio that looks like the outdoors, doesn't it, Sean? But it's always such a great display. We always love to mention when the Bellagio changes over the theme. Yeah, and they always do such an impressive job. I mean, in addition to, you know, the flowers, there's all these sculptures and there's things hanging from the ceiling. There's Uh, water fixtures that are, you know, they're either in the form of fountains or, you know, they're like squirting beams of water around. Yeah, it's beautiful. (laughs) There's all sorts of stuff happening, right? For kids and, and adults and everyone. It's gorgeous. And what they do with the plants and the flowers, absolutely beautiful. This display goes through March 5th and it's celebration of the Lunar New Year and it's the Year of the Tiger. So they've got um, apparently a design to bring prosperity and luck to all who visit the Eye of the Tiger display, too, Mm. when you get there. So if you want a little bit of good luck. Now I have that song in my head. I know. It's my Eye of the Tiger. It's a good good workout song. It is. Mm -hmm. It is. Gets you pumped up. Uh, Since we're on the topic of Bellagio, I want to quickly mention uh, Bellagio has a gallery of fine art, and there's a rotating rotating exhibits that come through there. Um, You may have heard us talk relatively recently about Mm -hmm. the Picassos that were on display there because MGM was auctioning those off. Well, right now there is uh, a gallery, an exhibit called Afro Frequencies, which is inspired uh, by the West African concept relating to uh, power to produce change. And it's a multimedia Uh, exhibition that looks really, really cool. It's going to be there uh, through mid-April, through April 18th. So just wanted to mention that because I've seen uh, pictures of this Mm -hmm. exhibit. It looks amazing. I'm going to get over there to see it. Um, But it's something that 
is off the beaten path over there at right. Bellagio, but definitely worth going to check out the Bellagio Gallery of Fine Art. Yeah, I always leave the fine art part up to you talking about it because it's a little <laughs> over my head. But we have uh, one of our favorite listeners, Rob from Atlanta, loves yep. when you talk about the fine art display. Well, listen, I am not somebody who can sit there and have an in-depth conversation about art. Um, I am I have a very superficial take on art. Like I look at it and I'm like, oh, that looks really nice. That's yeah. cool. I I don't have like very deep conversations about the meaning of the brush strokes right. and how how these colors are blended together and I, my mind just doesn't process like that. Right. But I can appreciate when something is nice. It, it's interesting you say that because I've been wearing my Van Gogh mask, you know, the, ma- yeah. the mask that they handed out. I think it was at the opening there when we worked there or whatever. And people stop me all the time. I'm like, you know what? These masks with the logo and the, well, I guess I can tell because it's like a painting, the Van Gogh It's painting. like the Starry Night or yeah. the Sunflowers. They're always like, how is it? Have you been? And so I always talk to people about it and I feel like <laughs> an idiot because I'm like... It's cool. You know, like, I don't have, like, you know, deep, meaningful conversations about it. I mean, it's cool. Spend some time there. Goes through the history, you know. But, like, I feel like I, I, like I'm not giving a great explanation, even though I should. But, yeah, I'm just not an artsy person. Well, and for... <laughs> you saw my cookies that I made during the I did. I did. I saw those. <laughs> they were not Van Gogh. <laughs> they were not. <laughs> but Van Gogh does make you feel like you've kind of stepped into the paintings because all around you van gogh's most famous pieces of art come to life on the walls on the floors Mm -hmm. and you're in there with music happening that goes along with these animations of van gogh's art coming to life on the walls this is over at aria at Mm -hmm. the crystal shops yep um that's what i say yeah, all it, those and things. it's cool. It's pretty, and it's, it's cool, cool. And the, yeah. yeah, all that. I had someone else ask me, like, what's the difference between that one and the one at Area 15? And I was like, the, well, they're di- run by different companies. They're separate. They're not affiliated. But I've heard different things about each, so so check it out. And and, and I said to even the person in my building, I said, check it out and let me know. What do you think? You know. So um, they said the prices um, for the Area 15 one were a little bit lower than the one at Crystal's. But the Crystal's one is you know, definitely very high end. All right, what do you say we get into our tips of the week? Dana, my mouth is already watering. I know. Our first tip has to do with steak. Oh, I love a good steak. (laughs) One day this week, we got barraged with a bunch of, you know, press releases about the uh, Luger Steakhouse coming to Caesars Palace. And I thought, this is a big deal. So we looked into it. Um, because, you know, it was all the buzz. And we thought, what is it? You know, I've never heard of it. And I don't know why I've never heard of it. But apparently, it's renowned. And there's one in New York City. That's the original one. And this is going to be their first U.S. location outside of New York. So Las Vegas is getting this steakhouse. And it's a big deal. Well, and that's because Luger Steakhouse is widely considered uh, New York's original Steakhouse. It opened back in 1887 and has been going strong ever since. And now that history, that iconic steakhouse brand is coming here to Las Vegas, which what better place? If you're going to open something outside of New York City, you may as well open it in Las Vegas. Yeah, it's a Michelin starred restaurant. So Exquisite, um, and it's supposed to open at the end of 2022. I don't know exactly where. I wonder what spot it will be in. 
I was trying to think. I mean, it could be uh, Rayo's. The oh, Italian restaurant yes. is closing, you and that's a right. big footprint, and that would actually make for a really nice steakhouse environment. Well, and that was, you know, there's a Rayos in, in what is it, Harlem, New York, with yep. the little teeny, you know, only a few tables, and then they built out and had this one here. So this, too, coming from New York, old school, so the, you know, the inside could be very similar. I'm sure they'll do their own updates. Yep. And also coming to Caesars from New York is uh, the bakery that invented the crust. Right. And that's going to be opening at some point this year in uh, 2022 as well. So a lot of New York mainstays mm-hmm. are seem to be popping up over there at Caesars. Yeah. And, you know, I want to talk eventually about Barry's Prime Steakhouse that we went to at Circa. Oh, jeez. I'm writing an article for Deluxe Version Magazine. It was an assignment for me to go there. You came along. We had the most incredible dinner. I don't want to get into specifics because I want to wait until the article comes out where we will dive in and talk about some of the menu items that Chef Barry said everyone needs to have. And we were able to sample. Because Barry's is deserving of its own dedicated chunk of time to talk about (laughs) Barry's downtown prime (laughs) and the experience you will have when you go there but let's talk sports now okay because we just landed on some information that we thought okay we have to share we (laughs) teased it at the top of the podcast and there's been all this talk about a major league baseball team coming here right there has but we thought you know eh, sometimes it turns into sometimes it doesn't no there's always rumors rumors. there's always talk something is always coming to Las Vegas, and it never happens. Right. Like well, a high-speed train from yeah. here to L.A. Oh my goodness. That's been, yeah. That should have happened a long time ago. I don't know what anyone's thinking there. But yeah, there's been talk about the Oakland A's coming here, okay? So um, a lot of talk about where the stadium would go and if we were to build a ballpark, you know, and all that. I mean, like, step ahead. But we do know... And, um, you know, we're not a news organization. We don't have to say who our sources are and all that kind of of thing. And we don't want to throw anyone under the bus. But we definitely know now that there have been meetings about this. And not one meeting, but like several meetings about bringing the Oakland A's here and meetings with the franchise. Yeah. And so that indicates, since there have been more than just a couple official meetings... Uh, that the team is very interested in Las Vegas. However, uh, we understand that there are there could be at least one kind of wrinkle mm-hmm. in the in the process that would get Las Vegas to officially say, "Okay, let's move ahead with these plans." Right. Exactly. Good way to describe it. Yeah. There are a couple things that are maybe holding Las Vegas back from, I don't want to say letting, accepting, uh, holding back the idea of this team coming here. So there are conversations. And so if you love baseball and you were hoping the Oakland A's would come here, could be a possibility. Maybe another team. Maybe another team will come here if they say no to this one. Yeah, it could be. Who knows? And I think it's an important part about uh, welcoming a team to Las Vegas, regardless of who they are, where they're from, is how involved they're going to be mm-hmm. once they get here. Yeah. So We've been doing a lot of work with the Raiders for our media company and enjoyed, as we've mentioned, I think, in the past on this podcast, seeing them out in the community, 
reading to kids, dropping off, you know, school supplies, uh, giving, you know, kids, teenagers with cancer tours of the stadium, uh, honoring our veterans that were Raiders fans. I mean, just so many wonderful things they've been doing. Yeah. And the Golden Knights do the same thing, Mm -hmm. our hockey team. They have a great organization. They're so involved. I know we see Golden Knights. I have a friend who just saw one of the players at the ski resort up at Mount Charleston. And we see them at grocery stores. I know friends who pick their kids up from school and see Knights players picking their kids up from school. So, you know, being a part of being a part of the community is very important here in Las Vegas. We are definitely a sports town now. It's funny. I had a friend come in from Texas, and, and everyone was texting him like, welcome, we're a sports town now. And he was like, I know, I can't believe I'm going to a Raiders game. So we're growing. But, you know, we have every we have that, but we still have our shows and our gaming and our amazing restaurants. So it's just basically adding to the lineup of already amazing things that we have. And by the way, when we talk about pro sports teams, I know the Raiders and the Golden Knights get a lot of the coverage, but the Las Vegas Aces are also here, our WNBA team, and they're always out in the community as well. So mm-hmm. I, I don't want it... Uh, I don't want us to seem like we're we're not talking about uh, the Aces because they deserve the attention as well. All right, that's a wrap this week. Believe it or not, the year has kicked off uh, with a bang, and Sean and I have been so busy with work. We kind of have to make this a little bit of a maybe a shorter one, um, or on time, I should say, because we try to aim for 30 minutes, right? So <laughs> happy new year once again. We are in the midst of January. The weather is beautiful. Come visit Las Vegas. It is uh, business as usual here. Yeah. Uh, Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week for episode 102. Thanks for listening to Vegas Revealed. This episode is sponsored by Targeted Tax Relief. Start the new year off right by getting rid of those financial burdens that hang over your head. If you haven't paid the IRS from previous year's tax filings, maybe you owe payroll taxes or you haven't even filed your taxes for several years and are just afraid of what's going to happen, Targeted Tax Relief can help. Call Tracy for a free consultation. It's 888-843-4113 or check out targetedtaxrelief.com.